0: want to find an event to uh, pin this divide upon, it would certainly be the French Revolution. Uh, Prior to the French Revolution, people are thinking Christian, fundamentally. After the French Revolution, people less and less think Christian. One of the best evidences of this is the fact that prior to the French Revolution, if you were a non-Christian you expressed yourself in Christian terminology, whether you liked it or not. Why? Because that was the only way to be understood. Illustration, Uh, Thomas Hobbes, who wrote the Leviathan. Hobbes was an atheist, but when you pick up Hobbes' Leviathan, this work of political theory written in the 17th century, it reads like the King James Bible, not only in style, but also in the quotation of biblical verses and the like. There are people who have picked up Hobbes and they have thought Hobbes was a Christian. Actually, the man was an atheist. But he has to use Christian language in order to make sense to people in his day. Today, the situation is reversed. In order for Christians to make sense to non-Christians, they have to employ the terminology of secularism. One of the reasons why many Christians don't have any appreciable impact on their time is because they're still trying to talk a language and express themselves in a way that isn't any longer the dominant way of expression. We'll get into that in a little bit. Someone has described the three centuries of modern secularism as follows. In the 18th century, the Bible was killed. In the 19th century, God was killed. And in our century, the 20th century, man has been killed. What does this mean exactly? Well, in the 18th century, the beginning of modern secularism, a new position was developed called deism, D-E-I-S-M, deism, And the deists tried to hang on to Christian morality after getting rid of the Bible. This is bicentennial year, and though it may come as an appalling shock to you, most of the founding fathers were deists. They were not historic Christians. Thomas Paine, who wrote Common Sense, also wrote The Age of Reason, and this is a tract arguing for the establishment of deism rather than Christianity as a dominant religion. The whole second part of Thomas Paine's Age of Reason consists of nothing but an attempt to show errors and contradictions in the Bible. The entire second part is just alleged errors and contradictions in the Bible which Paine believed were genuine. It says, Paine in the Age of Reason, you don't need the book of Scripture. All you need is the book of nature. What did he mean? He meant, if you look at the walls of the universe, if you look around you, you look at human society, you look at life in general, you can find God, you can find morality and ethics, all that you need to live the good life. Thomas Jefferson, the author of the Declaration of Independence, did a Bible of his own, which has come to be called the Jefferson Bible, What he did was literally to take a pair of shears and cut out everything miraculous related to Jesus or to the apostolic company, and he put only the moral teachings together, and that made a new Bible, and this has come to be called the Jefferson Bible. It was first printed, incidentally, at government expense by the U.S. government printing office. Very interesting. Strange that Mrs. O'Hare didn't hear about this. Uh, but I don't think she would have opposed that too violently. Anyway, the Founding Fathers in, in general took the view that you don't need the Bible in order to establish the existence of God and morality. Along came the 19th century. People put up the blinds and opened the curtains and they looked out on nature again. But the world didn't look the same. No longer was the existence of God and clear morality evident when they looked out the window. Instead, what did they see? They saw the survival of the fittest. They saw the big animals eating the little animals. Uh, they didn't find a, a morality and a divine belief. Evidence.